Well, welcome to another edition of Debt Matters Podcast, where we help Canadians find solutions to their debt with licensed insolvency trustees from across Canada. My name is Wayne Kay, and today we're going to talk about credit card companies. Guess what? They're not your friends. No, not at all. To tell us more, Jillian Taylor Mancusi joining me from LC Taylor in Winnipeg. Hi, Jillian. Thanks for being here. Hi, Wayne. Well, credit cards, there's uh, there's one of those uh, terrible words, but yet they want us to have a credit card everywhere I go, every store I go into. They're saying, hey, would you like a credit card? And you can get a discount if you subscribe today. <laughs> I know. And then I, I feel odd when I say, no, I'd rather pay extra and not have the extra credit card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they kind of give you the look. But isn't it seem weird that we're saying no, but and then having to pay more? The trick to that is we live in a society where we think that credit cards are our friends. So for example, you have your credit card, you have somebody to go shopping with, somebody to go out for dinner with, somebody to go on vacation with. So you think that the credit cards are your friends, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They're only your fickle friends (laughs) because they want to be paid back. Right. And think of how early they start giving you credit cards. There's, uh, you know, as soon as you get into, I think my kids had them before they left school. Really? I know my daughter got one shortly after her 18th birthday and she was just starting university. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, I think it must have been right about then too, as well. It was, they were just finishing up and we figured, well, they need to learn how to use them responsibly so they didn't rack it right up but they start right with a very small limit five hundred dollars for the student credit card right and that's the beginning that is the beginning and it's okay when you can pay them off but let's dive into how credit card companies make money which really isn't that big of a secret how credit card companies make money is really off something called compound interest So really what compound interest is, is interest charges that are added to the principal. So really you're paying interest on interest and the debt is quickly growing. So I have an example, which really kind of illustrates how this compound interest works. Say you have a credit card and you have $5,000 on it. Say your annual percentage rate is 19%. Well, the key is to take that 19% and figure out what your daily interest rate is. So if you do the math, that works up to $2.60 a day. So that means the interest on the first day is $2.60. So by the second day, your balance is now $5,002.60. But the key to that is the next day, the interest isn't on that $5,000. It's on that $5,002.60. So you're basically continuing to pay the interest and until the whole amount gets paid back. Wow. Now- if you paid the whole balance, but by your due date, which is usually anywhere between 21 and 30 days, no problem, you're not paying the interest. But if you don't, that's where they're making the money because it's not just that annual interest rate of 19% that you're paying. They've calculated down to daily and that's all in that small print. That's crazy. It's almost illegal, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like it's insane to me that they can do that at, it's such incredibly high, you know, 21, 22, 23% for most cards. Yeah. The scary thing is that interest rates are on credit cards go up to almost 30%. So if you take like a department store card or something like that, you're paying close to 30%. Okay. So what did you teach your kids? Pay your balance in full every month. <laughs> <laughs> I think and that- make sure you pay it before 
before the deadline because that's the key. You pay it one day short, you're starting to pay the interest. Really? Okay, that's a very good one too because a lot of people I've heard say they wait to the very last day when it's due, but I never do that because if something were to happen, internet goes down, whatever, and I can't make that final that payment, that's a very good point. All of a sudden, they start charging you the very next day. Right, exactly. So make sure that if you're going to have a credit card, you pay the balance in full every month and you pay it before the due date. Okay. So let's say you get your uh, credit card going up and all of a sudden it turns out you can't make the full payments. And so you figure, well, I'm going to spread this out over three months and I'm going to be able to tackle it then. Hopefully we don't have any more debt going onto that credit card, but say it takes three months or five months. What happens when all of a sudden something happens and you can't make the monthly payments? What happens then? If you can't make the monthly payments, that interest is going to continue to go up. Eventually, when you don't make the payments, they're going to send it to their collection departments, which at first can be pleasant. Oh, by the way, you didn't make your payment this month. But then they get a little bit more aggressive as the calls move on um, and the collection agent becomes more demanding to get their money back. Your credit card is going to be stopped operations, so you're not going to be able to charge any more on it, but that interest is going to keep going. Then eventually, that credit card company is going to send you something called a statement of claim, and what that means is they're taking you to court. Now, once they go to court, what they're trying to do is get a judgment against you, because with a judgment, there's a couple of things they can do. They can scoop any money in your bank account if they know where you're banking, or they can go back and get a garnishment order to garnish up to 30% of your gross wages. Wow. I used to do some credit information for loans. I was selling boats and ATVs and motorcycles and stuff like that. And having a credit card was one of the best ways for you to build credit. Right. There's the best way to build credit, but not paying your credit card is pretty much the fastest way to lose your credit. Right, exactly. So having a credit card is really handy to build your credit rating because you make that payment on time every month and you're going to get really good marks on your credit report. But as soon as you start to fall behind, your credit rating starts to decrease. Month by month, it's going lower and lower and lower. Mm -hmm. Is there a right amount? Like, should you just have one credit card? What's your advice regarding that? It depends on the kind of person that you are. Um, If you're somebody that has the credit card and can put things on the credit card, pay it off every month, why do you need another credit card? Mm-hmm. If you are somebody who's not paying your credit card every month and it's falling further and further behind and your monthly minimum payment is growing and you don't have the cash flow, then those are the people that are generally going to have more than one credit card and they're going to continue using all the credit cards um, and unfortunately fall further and further behind. Right. They start They start juggling. Right. Juggling the credit card credits. Uh, okay. Uh, The reason a lot of people might have one or two is because they get you with the rewards. They get you with the, oh, you can save money whenever you shop at this store. We'll give you this percentage off the very first time you use it. And you can pay it every single time you use it right here. But you slip up once and then all of a sudden things start sliding a little bit for some people. Right, exactly. So what's the biggest number of credit cards you've had to deal with regarding maybe somebody who's come in? Unfortunately, I can have pages of them. Um, I've seen 20 credit cards. Really? Um, Yeah. Um, That's not very often. No. Um, And that's something that, you know, catches the government's eye and and, uh, they'll start to look into into that file a little bit 
more closely, maybe call you in for an examination, find out why you had all these credit cards, what you did with them. Um, and unfortunately, having that number of credit cards can also signal um, another kind of problem like a shopping addiction, for example, mm. or a gambling addiction. That's kind of the things that will clue into us um, to see what the reason for the financial difficulty was if we see a lot of credit cards. Is that something that you do dive into? I guess you would have to. Say, for example, um, the reason for your financial difficulty was gambling or another type of addiction. We want to make sure that the reason for your financial difficulty has been dealt with so that it's not going to be something that's reoccurring. Mm-hmm. I had a family. So if you're going to go, oh, sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, you want to make sure that it's not something that a bankruptcy isn't going to be a revolving door. You, if it's a gambling problem, you want to nip that in the bud by the time you get your discharge. Right. I had a family member who went through, started, he borrowed some money, I believe, lent it to a friend. That friend never paid back this amount of money. Then, of course, put it on his card and never stopped looking at credit cards and bills. Didn't even look at what he owed on these. And, of course, they just went out of control and finally had to do the consumer proposal thing. But I, and when I finally found out that he was in this situation, I said, are you getting some kind of financial planning advice? Because there's no point in going through this if you can't fix what got you into the situation in the first place. Right. And so I think that's a a critical piece is we, we don't really get enough financial teaching, do we? Right. In both bankruptcies and consumer proposals, there are two mandatory counseling sessions. So if you're gonna go through the process, Um, We're not going to let you out of the process unless you come to those two mandatory sessions. Um, So there's a a portion that you do with one of the financial counselors on staff. It also has an online component um, through the government website that you have to do. And there's some homework. Um, And it it really tries to at least give you the beginnings of getting back on your feet again. Mm -hmm. Some basic budgeting, some future financial planning, um, giving you just the tip of the iceberg so if you want more, it's available, Right. but at least you know where to start. Here's a question, and this is kind of a weird question. How do you avoid debt? You avoid debt by knowing where your money is going. And that's done by basic budgeting. That way you keep track of how much money is coming in, where you're spending it every month. Try to put together um, a savings plan so that, you know, maybe you're putting one or 2% of your income away every month so that you have like a rainy day fund, or if you have to look at credit, make sure that it's something that you can afford, not just on your monthly cash flow, but long-term, how long is it going to take you to pay it back? Can you afford to make the payments every month without having to rely on more credit to get you through? Mm-hmm. Now, we just get back to the credit cards a bit. We were talking about, you know, if you only paid a minimum amount each month, what the credit card companies are doing now is they're actually putting a little box at the bottom of the credit card bill that says, if you only make your minimum monthly payments, it's going to take you X number of years to pay this debt off. And I thought that was interesting. And I just started noticing that recently. And isn't it shocking to you that a $100 pair of jeans could end up costing you like $800? (laughs) I understand that, but it's really good to see that on a piece of paper. So, you know, those 18 year old kids that are getting these credit cards right into university are, are able to see that as well. Yeah. No, I think it's- And maybe uh, that will help them realize that these credit cards are not their friends. 
I guess it's kind of a tool for building your credit, but it's definitely not friendly. Right. Final words of advice for me regarding credit cards? If you're going to have a credit card, make sure you pay the balance in full every month. Terrific. Well, Jillian, thank you very much for the information today. Oh, thank you. Yes, my guest today, Jillian Taylor Mancusi. And if you want to learn more or schedule a free consultation with Jillian or her team, you can check out lctaylor.com. And that's it for today's Debt Matters podcast. Make sure you do subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast from. And of course, for more information, you can always check out debtmatters.ca. 